and troops, and welcome to the With Mates podcast with me, your host, Andrew Grayson. And this episode, we have something a little different. I've found that there aren't too many films out in the cinema just now uh, with the release of Batman. Nobody wants to go up against that juggernaut. However, there are two big releases of movies to the streaming services. One being... Netflix's The Adam Project, the other being Turning Red on Disney+. And I thought it'd be quite fun for me to do a little podcast just to give you a rundown of those two movies. Movies at home, if you will, that are available at home on your streaming services if you have Netflix or if you have Disney+, Plus, or if you know a guy, if you know what I mean, wink, wink, wink. Um, so yeah, what we're going to do in this podcast, I'm going to give you a rundown of what I thought of the movie The Adam Project and then a little later in the podcast... Uh, I'm going to be joined by a wonderful guest, Emma McDougall, to talk about uh, Disney Pixar's new movie, Turning Red. But before we get to that, let's talk The Adam Project. Now, The Adam Project is a Netflix movie starring Ryan Reynolds, Zoe Saldana, Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo, and a young actor called Walker Scobell. Um, I'll give you the quick blurb about it. After accidentally crash landing in 2022, now... Time-travelling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12-year-old self for a mission to save the future. Now, I saw this advertised. This is one thing I actually quite like about um, streaming services bringing their movies. I saw this advertised like two weeks ago, and it's out already, and it's able to watch. And if you've got a Netflix subscription or if you're still on your exes, like, good for you for managing to keep that. But, yeah, if you've got access to Netflix, it's there. It's watchable. It's there now. Everybody's got, like, a 48, 50-inch TV. Turn the lights off and enjoy it like a movie. Um, it's directed by Sean Levy, who also directed Ryan Reynolds in... Oh, what's that called again? It's uh, Free Guy. Directed Ryan Reynolds in Free Guy. Um, a film I actually thoroughly enjoyed. I thought that was actually a lot funnier than it, it had every right to be, which is also available on Disney Plus just now. So it's Sean Levy um, and Ryan Reynolds, who incidentally will be teaming up again for their next movie, which is Deadpool 3 which is excitably joining the MCU, which is quite cool. But let's focus on The Adam Project. It's an hour and 46 minutes long. It does not feel that. It flies flies past. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, it's fun. It's obviously very sci-fi. You talk about like time travelling, and uh, there's like spaceships and ray guns, and uh, if you've seen the trailer, there's a cool, somewhat similar thing to a lightsaber. Um, but the story is it's quite an easy story. Um, Ryan Reynolds and Walker Scobell play the same person, but just at different ages. Ryan Reynolds obviously much older than Walker Scobell, about, I think he's about 12 or 13 at this point, 12. Um, and they've lost their dad, who is played by Mark Ruffalo at a young age. Um, and Ryan Reynolds travels back in time so that he can essentially save the future. I'm not going to spoil this movie, Um I'm just going to give you a rough kind of idea of what it is. It's it's actually really fun. There's some lovely scenes in it. I think there was two points in which I kind of teared up and welled up. There's some lovely action uh, sequences with Ryan Reynolds and Zoe Saldana, obviously coming from superhero backgrounds, uh, playing Gamora and Deadpool. Uh, they have in Green Lantern for Ryan Reynolds' case as well. Um, they have some wonderful action scenes, nice fight scenes. There's a really touching scene between Ryan Reynolds and um, Jennifer Garner. It's it's it, it's it's really nice. It's just a really well acted scene. 
and it's a lovely subject matter as well. Um, it's quite cool, another little fun fact about it, this is Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo meeting up together since they were in the movie 13 Going on 30, which I believe is nearly 20 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Let's bring it up on IMDb and we will see how old that movie is. 2004, so yeah, it's nearly 19 years old. That's depressing. I am an old person. So that pretty much means the girl in 13 going on 30 that played the younger version of Jennifer Garner is nearly 30. Oh dear God, I'm getting old. But yeah, The Adam Project. I would thoroughly recommend people go and watch this. It's a fun movie. My only negative I've got about this film is uh, Catherine Keener. Um, who plays the villain in this movie is, uh, you'd know her from 40 year old virgin, or at least that's how I knew her um, they, they use the de-aging stuff um, it looks awful it's, 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 it's the only real negative I have to say about this film it's like, it's, it's obviously not her fault her performance is really good but the de-aging thing is just so, it, it, it's so off-putting for me, the only time I've actually seen it and thought it was really good was recently on the Boba Fett series um and what that guy did for star wars with with de-aging look skywalker uh, mark hamill that looked good whereas this is very kind of jarring and off-putting but what i will say about this film it's very fun it's a quick movie if you like ryan reynolds you will enjoy this film if you're not really into what ryan reynolds does as an actor yeah you probably won't enjoy this film for me, I would give this film a 6.5 out of 10. I think it's a really a really fun movie. It's a really easy watch, especially if you've got nothing to do or you've got nothing to watch over the weekend. Fire up Netflix, stick on The Adam Project, enjoy it. You might even choke up. I know my wee brother got choked up when he watched it as well. Um, the young actor is a very, very good and convincing young Ryan Reynolds. He's he's got his tone and his patter and he's he's quick wit and stuff like that. Um, I actually seen a video of the two on set where the young actor Walker recites the opening uh, monologue to Deadpool Two. Uh, I would thoroughly recommend that you check that out as well. It's a very, very funny watching Ryan Reynolds try and keep a straight face as this. 12 year old boy starts rhyming off things that Deadpool says so you know it's obviously not going to be PG but yeah thoroughly recommend people watch this film it's it's really fun it's really easy to watch it's a good cast again when you're big hitters like Ryan Reynolds Mark Ruffalo Jennifer Garner Zoe Saldana Catherine Keener there's there's lovely um like side characters as well like supporting characters that do a great job Walker Scobell, I don't actually know. Let's have a quick look on IMDb if he's done much else. Not really been much. I think this might be his first big kind of movie. Let's see. Yeah, this is his first real big movie. And he is wonderful. You'll probably see a lot more of this young man. Uh, very talented. And he does a great job as playing a, a young Ryan Reynolds. Um, so, yeah, it gets the With Mates podcast recommendation. I would thoroughly recommend it again if you're if you're like me and you're saving a bit of money up, you don't want to go out. Stick this movie on and you'll enjoy it for the 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 hour and forty minutes that it's on. But before we move on to the next movie, and I introduce Emma, I'm going to let you in on a little secret about another podcast that I have launched. It's a new podcast 
called How Have You No Seen That? You've probably heard me, if you listen to the podcast before, you've probably heard me talking about it. But I'm going to give you a quick rundown of what how you've no, how have you no seen that is how have you no seen that is a project I have wanted to do for a very long time. I've discussed it with friends and stuff, and it's just for me, it's a way for me to get back and watch some unbelievable movies, some fantastic movies. Um, so far, we are three episodes deep. Um, the fourth will be coming uh, on Monday, the twenty first. But the three movies that we've done so far already is the Usual Suspects. The Silence of the Lambs and Jojo Rabbit. Three wonderful movies, three movies that, in my opinion, I would say, how have you not seen that if you haven't seen those films? I have some wonderful guests come on. They are the ones that are picking the movies. Um, And, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. We get to discuss these movies. We get to see why the guests decided to pick the movies that they did. And it gives me a chance and hopefully listeners a chance to go back and watch some wonderful movies or even revisit wonderful movies if you've already seen them. Um, I've got another seven guests lined up for the rest of the season. Um, and I've got some banger movies already being chosen uh, to be discussed. Uh, if things go well, even if they don't, I'll probably still do it. Season two will be myself picking movies for the guests that they've maybe not came across and then we'll start talking about that. It's a really fun podcast. It's a way. It's another way for me just to, in between times of of big movie releases getting released in the cinema, to maybe go back and find an old movie that I've missed or, or, or a gem that somebody wants to revisit. So yeah, if you're interested in older movies or to even kind of broaden your horizons into some movies that you've maybe not seen yourself, that is definitely a podcast you need to check out. So if you want to check that out, it's at not seen that pod on twitter and how have you not seen that on facebook and instagram we're on apple podcasts we're on spotify we're on anywhere where you get your podcasts so yeah if that's something you're into check it out and now i'm going to pass you over to another andrew who's going to introduce a wonderful guest thanks for listening and we're back with part two of the podcast we've already had a lovely little run through of netflix's the Adam Project, and we're now moving on to a little bit of Disney Plus. We're moving on to Pixar, and if you've listened to the podcast previously, my next guest, uh, she is my Pixar buddy. She is the one I call when Disney are like, here, Andrew, there's a new movie out. Who do you want to talk to about it? Because Disney contact me and ask me these things. Um, it's the one, the only... She loves a voice note. She loves it that much. She keeps them at five minutes length. And I have to take <laughs> physical notes to remember what she said at the start. It's Emma McDougall. Hi, Andrew Grayson. How are you? All right. How are you? I'm all right. <laughs> What's happening? I would refer to be recall, um, called the Disney Princess. I feel like that should be my title. I feel like that is an apt title as you are... Disney royalty in my eyes. However, the movie we're about to talk about is it's not it's not your princess movie. It's not that it's type not. of film. It's, it's a not. very different kind of film, and I'm very interested as a gentleman watching this film. I don't yeah. think this film is very much for me as much as I enjoyed it and as much as I got laughs out of it. Um, this is not a film that is necessarily pointed in my direction. 
But I realised that I've been talking for the best part of five minutes. I haven't even introduced the title. The movie we are talking about is Disney Pixar's newest film, Turning Red. Um, I'm going to give you a little blurb. A 13-year-old girl named Mi Lin turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. Um, even just going on that um, description, it's pretty vague. But the first question I want to ask you, um, Emma, about this is, do you th- what what are your what's your opinion on the thoughts of these films coming straight to streaming? Do you think this should have been a, a movie cinema release, or are you happy that they do these these like releases on Disney Plus? I am. I have mixed feelings about it because I feel I miss going to the cinema to see Disney movies. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Like I know Encanto got a bit of time in the cinema. But right. it seems to be a lot of stuff going straight to Disney Plus and Disney Premium, and I'm 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 cool with it. But I th- this one was obviously meant to have a cinema release, and then they papped it just straight to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and I can kind of understand why, because I don't yeah. know if this I don't know if this one would have done well in the cinema, because I think yeah I don't know it's a it's a tough one just now as well because especially. There's still movies that are getting delayed. There's still movies that are getting pushed back and back and back because of COVID and because things aren't quite back to normal. Like you've got juggernauts like Spider-Man, like Batman that are going to make money regardless of if you're locked up or not. Whereas a film like this, I don't know if it's Disney just doing it to entice new people to come going, oh, there's a brand new film that you, you don't need to go out mm. and spend a fortune to, to watch it. Because I know they've done the premium stuff for like Cruella and Black Widow and stuff. I never partook in that. I'm not paying 20 quid. I can go to the cinema. Um, but yeah, I think I think I think it's a. I don't think this is one that they're going to be too butthurt for losing money in the cinema. As much as I yeah. enjoyed it, it's not up there for me in terms of like Up or uh, Wally or Toy yeah, Story. Yeah. But it's a nice little film, and that's why I'm glad to have this kind of podcast where it is. It's movies at home where you get these. We've got streaming services coming out. The hoo ha. Um, pun intended, because we'll be talking about <laughs> that very shortly. Um, yeah, we'll, you've got all these different streaming services, so why not have the odd Pixar film if it's not your big, like the next big one that I'm looking forward to is Lightyear. That's oh, going to be a that, that is going to be a cinema release. Yeah. That is going to be big. Chris Evans, Buzz Lightyear's obviously well known through the the Toy Story um, folklore and all that kind of stuff. Whereas this film. It's just a nice wee. It's a nice wee film that I enjoyed. It's what well, I think it's like an hour and forty eight minutes. An hour. And... Yeah, it's a wee. nice little watch. It's yeah, similar to hour and forty minutes. Nice wee. Yeah. a nice wee watch. And I think it's the same as like we obviously done um, a podcast on Luca, and yeah. I remember after watching that, both of us were just like, it was a nice film. Yeah. It was good to pop on. It was you know it was good fun. It was, you, we enjoyed it. Cool. I think it's the thing as well, McDoug, we need to kind of admit, we're now at the age where it's like, yeah, we, we, we kind of need kids to come and see these films with us to kind of just. Nah, we do it. Okay, I'm kind of getting to that point now. Maybe you, not me. Yeah, okay. no, I definitely am. Like, I, I, I can make, that's some of the most awkward. I, I used to go to the cinema, I, I still do go to the cinema by myself all the time, but when you would go and see these animated films and it's just you and children and their mothers and I'm sitting there going if they ask me why I'm here I'm going to need to tell them I write for a paper that I'm reviewing a film because <laughs> I was like I'm gonna I've got a big beard perfect paedophile bit but um I shouldn't really be talking that um when we're talking about Pixar film but let's get into the nitty-gritty so at this point if you haven't 
seen the movie Turning Red, we're going to get heavy into spoilers. We're going to start talking about things specifics. So if you've got Disney Plus or if you're a bit of one of those that knows a guy, uh, go and watch the film. Come back and you'll hear our lovely thoughts on the movie. Um, McDougall, my first question. Were you as horny as these children were at the age of 13? Do you know what? I think, because I'm I'm very interested to get your point, like what you think about this. Because right. for me... I'll tell you the now. <laughs> we, we, as in my gender, get a bad rap, right? We just happen to be rather open about the fact that we were hornballs. Still are hornballs at this age and that age. This film was just lassies having stoners. <laughs> it fucking was. They were literally like crying and drooling and and then obviously it escalated to the point where whenever, like, the, the best bit was when she was like, oh, I'm not going to do it again. And then she thought of the, the one of the, the band members as a mermaid to get a wee panda horn on. Like, it was like, <laughs> and I get it. Like, again, it's a kid's movie and the, the way they sold it is, is like, oh, when she gets excited and you go, right, well, that's a very different kind of excited than I expected. But it's funny. I like <laughs> it. And I think I think the main theme that we're going to kind of talk about or the, the thing that I picked up on is... Um, very open and upfront about periods and yep. girls getting older and, and bodies changing. And I guess it's somewhat of a metaphor that it's a big red monster that turns up and, and it kind of <laughs> like humanizes it in a way. But like the fact that there was a good portion of the film where the mother chased after her rain shouting that she forgot her pads. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think it's good. And again, to me, I think it's very apt that I have a female on talking about this because, again, I've only ever <laughs> used or seen a pad to stick to the wall in PE. <laughs> so what were your thoughts? Obviously, we're like, I, I'm guessing that's the whole kind of background and theme for this, what, what they wanted to do for it. Yeah, I think so. I think the good thing is, I think you can take away from it what you want because... Yeah. For me, I found it obviously very relatable being female oh, sorry. and being a person who menstruates and has hormones. And I think as well, the time period it's set in, so it's set in 2002. Yeah, that was, that was strange. I liked it, but I was going, why then? Well, because I was a teenager in 2002. So... Oh no, I was eleven. Oh, you weren't. You were eleven. I was. I was a teenager. I was a teenager. So I was. Oh, I was a teenager. I don't know. I don't know in why. The early two thousands. I don't know why I, I kind of uh, I guffawed at you there because like uh, eleven, I had hairy legs, so puberty was very well on its way with me. <laughs> so I, I get think, your point. I get your point. I think it's quite clever to set it in that that era because it means that the adults watching it, or I, I mean, I'm, I'm an adult now. I'm in my thirties. Like, uh, um. For me, there was lots of parts of it that were very nostalgic, like the Tamagotchis and yeah. even a bit of the style, like that little necklace she had. I had one of them. Like it was of very, of course it did. It was very nostalgic. And I think with with the whole band, the, what, what was it? Four Star or whatever they're called. Four Up. Now. Four Up. The, Four up. Like, with five members, loved it. With five members. Um, they, that's like, I was like that with McFly. Yeah, I was actually like, going to ask that. It was like, obviously, I know, obviously, I was kind of growing up and being in college and stuff. Like, I know you had like a um, affinity with like McFly and stuff like that. But I take it, were you like that level of obsessed with, yeah, with them? Absolutely. I went, I remember, I don't know if you ever remember Live and Loud. It was on at Hamden 
and right. it was kind of like transmit back in like the 90s and early 2000s mm-hmm. and i had a t-shirt that said i've been to the well this is when i saw busted and i love busted they're my top fave band better than McFly. fly yeah yeah fucking get a grip yeah that's just you you love mcfly though like let's let's be honest yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm not yeah i'll, I'll be in fact let me look up his name now i've got his imdb just here what was the wee guy's name tyler i'll happily admit i was a tyler i liked McFly. you were tyler yeah i was a tyler, tyler. i went to see um, here say i've i've done all that i'm <laughs> i'm 30 it. now there is no shame in anything i do like <laughs> judge me all you wish um, but I had a t-shirt that said I've been to the year 3000, not much has changed, but I'm married to Matt. Oh, God. So that's, I was the gal who made t-shirts. I know I just said, judge one. me all you want, but my heaven, am I <laughs> judging you right now, McDougall? Oh, God. I can imagine we so, 11-year-old McDougall. Um, so, yeah, I, I, and also, the anxiety dreams are real. Like, when she had them anxiety dreams, yeah. they were real. Yeah, and again, I'm going to take this moment to not apologize, but show my sympathy. Like we have it easy, guys have it easy. I'm not. I'm. There's no hiding from that. You, you girls are absolute troopers with dealing with that stuff, pregnancy, all of that shit. Like, well done. Like you have, you you have, you have my congratulations on on how well you all deal with it, um, and putting up with people like me, um, (laughs) Tyler's of the world. Tyler's of the world, exactly. (laughs) Um. So yeah, I think I think looking at it from the outside, like it's it's very much, and it's a good point you bring up. Obviously, we it's set in two thousand and two. We are now adults, so we can look at it and go, oh, maybe most people our age or some people our age will have kids, so they'll be able to kind of look at this and kind of explain to them, oh, it's okay if you get your period, and this is these these are the products that you can get and use and all that kind of stuff, and it's it's maybe a clever way of kind of introducing that conversation again i can only speak for myself i didn't get the sex talk i figured that shit out by myself <laughs> i don't think i would ever want it um from my father because he's he's an awkward duck but like yeah it's 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 one of those things where i think it gives you the opportunity to at least um kind of speak about it but i think that is very much the background it's it's a pixar film you're always going to get these messages the animation of this film was so much fun. Like the, the yeah, it was a bit different, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen Mitchell's versus the Machines? It's on yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix. I seen yeah. bits of that. The way their eyes changed, like whatever they would see, yeah. like um, see the panda and and like get so infatuated with her and and things like that. And again, I say this isn't for me. There's plenty of times I was absolutely pissed myself laughing at this. Like it, like yeah. it was just absurd in the way the girls were acting and and things like that. And it's. It's nice. Again, it's, it's as we said, it's a nice wee film, but it's like, I think for me, I didn't need the message. So I was more looking at the daft stuff that was going on, like the like yeah. the, the eventual turn with Tyler turning up at the, the concert and them being like, oh my God, you like pour up too. And he's like, no, 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 no. And then slowly but surely, as soon as the band came out, he's like, yeah, like that's, yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was you. You what wanted else, me to buy that. What else kind of stood out for you in the film? Um, I think the kind of pressure, um, like I, I like the kind of relationship between the mother and the daughter, and the kind of yeah. the pressure Meeling had in trying to impress her mum, and then her mum, just the just that that dynamic of behaviour, and well, the the, end, the thing I was going to ask you right is obviously the thing I always like about these films and films like Encanto and Coco, it's different cultures. 
So this seems very much the kind of Asian heritage and there is this almost, I don't know if you would call it a stereotype where like mothers are really hard on their daughters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Is that something that, that, that kind of translates to yourself? Is that something that you kind of found like with people with yourself or with girl pals of yours that, that their mum was maybe a wee bit harder on them just because they were kind of trying to live up to their, their mother's expectations? Yeah, no, I think I... I was never like my mom was never hard on me. Yeah, she was always always been a very reasonable mother, but I never wanted to disappoint her. Yeah, nothing worse than disappointing her. Um, so I was uh, there was kind of elements of it where like her gal pals were like, "Oh, let's go shopping, let's do this," and they're like, "No, no, no, I'm going to go home because my mom's expecting me home, so I'm going to go home." <laughs> like I would never rebel, and I was like, "No, mummy's expecting me home, so I'm going to go." Um, because that was the thing that I was wondering was was it unrealistic? Was how blatantly blind that mother was to to what her child was like at the point where she she talks about how the, the other three our three girlfriends were like tricking her into yeah. to doing those kind of things and just being so like oblivious to the fact like no your your daughter's growing up and she's doing the, the things as much as anything so I was interested to see if that was a thing where it's like is that a culture thing is that maybe just a mother thing because obviously you get the lovely culmination where the mum hugs her mother and it's almost yeah. this like it, rela it relaxes everything and it makes it it kind of comes full circle and then obviously you've got the wee dad just kind of making things just, the dad just being let's cute. just take a moment to talk about the dad go on and then. just how brilliant he was it was just nice to see just the dad <laughs> just you know making the dinners and yep. being the guy that because not because normally Sometimes, you know, you've got the stern father who, you know, and it's nice that the actual roles were slightly reversed. Like yeah. he was the one who, you know, spoke to her and was, you know, talk, spoke about the mum's past and what her mum mm. was like when she was younger. Um, it was just, it was nice. And oh, he was just brilliant. Did you watch the, there is obviously a post credit scene. Did you watch it? I did not watch it. No, I'll need to maybe go back and, and have a gander. The, the Marvel do. man in me wasn't wasn't paying attention I'm as much. So disappointed. I know. Um, no, the, the last one I see, just... the last the last post credit scene I I seen was Batman's and it was fucking pointless and it was half three in the morning <laughs> and I was just like. <sighs> uh, um, no, the post credit scene is the dad down in the basement listening to Fold Up. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Along. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, so there's some there's lovely dynamics as well in this film. I, I want to touch on obviously the relationship between the four girls. Um, as someone who follows you on social media, I know you've got a, a tight-knit group of friends. Um, so I take it that was something enjoyable for you, kind of seeing in. Yeah, I'm going to guess who your I'm guessing your favourite was the wee purple mental one. I think that, that was, was like me. extremely like <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I think that's me. I think I'm that's me <laughs> in my little, friend little circle. Bit. I am the Abbey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, the friend thing was really nice. I've got obviously a circle of friends and I've got different kind of group. And it is, especially when you're younger as well, as a girl, mm -hmm. your gal pals and your girlfriends, they are the ones that are like, because obviously there's times that you can't tell your mum certain things or it's awkward yeah. to tell, talk to your mum about boys. And it is, it's your friends that you go to and they're the ones that support you and act silly with you and support your dreams of marrying your. Um, Matt from Busted. <laughs> Matt from Busted. Jesus. No, I, I had um, 
Did it I kill remember. you? Did it kill you a wee bit that you actually married someone called Emma? Oh no, that I was like, well, technically, he married the mine. wrong one. Um, like me and my friends, we used to queue up at like three o'clock in the morning outside Borders for like book signings for things like that. Like that's that's the level we were at, and they supported it, and we supported each other in our queuing up outside to make sure we got the first band. <laughs> And all yeah. my days, um, the snacks is what obviously is the part where the mum's like, okay, get pads, get um, your tampons, get snacks. And I was like, yes, snacks, snacks. Yeah. So and again, I, I don't, I don't know that pain, but I'm, I'm very much aware of like the the, what you call it, a safety rule book, where it's these are the things: get a hot water bottle, get all this kind of stuff for cramps and all that kind of stuff. Again, yeah. I know that stuff. I just don't deal with it. Um, well, do you know what? Yeah. It's, it's educating you, Andrew. It's well, that's uh, it's, it's preparing me if I'm ever, or if someone unfortunately betrothes me a child, um, yeah. I, I'll be prepared by watching Turning Red. The interesting Turning thing Red. I've got, uh, the, the, the interesting thing I've seen here is um, the, the young girl that played Milan, Rosalie, I think I'm, I'm going to butcher this name, Rosalie Xiang, it's, it's the first real big thing she's done. Mm -hmm. She only has on IMDb, I think she's only got one, two, three, four credits. Um, one of which is turning red, the rest are all like wee shorts and wee small parts in TV series um a couple of years back. So for for someone that, that seems to be quite new to this, I thought she was fantastic. I thought the voice acting, and again, it goes it kind of goes without saying with Pixar, the voice acting is absolutely fantastic. Um yeah. I don't think they ever really miss a beat with that kind of thing. Um, the one thing I'll always kind of say with Pixar movies, I feel like the, there needs to be a song that kind of hooks me in. Obviously, yeah. I've I've not actually seen Encanto, but I, I, it's everywhere just now where it's we don't talk about Bruno. Like and like <laughs> it, it goes with the it goes with the um, the territory with Disney. Um, so that's maybe one negative for me. Um, mm. I'm trying to think what else. What, what about all the four up songs? I mean. They're great. Yeah, it's just genetics. That's just the, the I'm I'm past all that now, McDoug. I'm I'm not top 40 anymore. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't I don't know how TikTok works. But yeah, oh. there's there's loads of lovely wee bits in it where it's like you as, as Emma's kind of touched upon, there's Tamagotchi, there's even the, the part where Nokia's they, yeah, the Nokia's the part, where, the part where they decide that they're gonna take um photos with the panda. And you see them like the flip phones and and it, and it is, it's a wee lovely mistake. Oh, do you know what? You were talking about nostalgia tricks. See when they were um, filming things on the camcorder. Yeah. That's very like I did that. I have videos <laughs> of me and my friend just recording stupid videos and making up our own plays and making up music music videos that we recorded on my family camcorder. So I was just That's like, oh, it's it was very very nostalgic for me. What did you think of their What did you think of their side scheme? The fact that they had to raise like eight hundred dollars to our uh, yeah, it was dollars. Because they were in they were in Canada. That was uh, that was yeah. another strange one for me. I was like, uh, oh, Canada, different. Well, here's the thing. Again, a lot. Nobody, I, I'm no, I I don't know if you saw the view. Um, uh, a gentleman was like, I didn't like this movie because it wasn't relatable in the slightest because of the Chinese Canadian and it being all about females. And I was like, I'm not gonna lie. I did, I did not know that Canada had a Chinese community. And it was educational for me. I was like, "Oh, it's yeah. a big, it is, it's a big thing." Um, so I, I appreciated that. I was like, "That's pretty cool." 
But I like that. Um, I like that. I like when they show you like different sides and different pieces. As I say, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have given any thought to to Canada having maybe a big a big kind of Asian um, culture within within it. But of course, it's massive. Yeah. So why why wouldn't it be? But like, yeah, there was times where again the the one character I, I wasn't too um, fussed on was the the girl with the, the curly hair. I can't remember her name. Uh, let me see. It's not Miriam Priya. Abby, yeah, you know the one I'm talking about—the one that had specs and she had like curly hair. I get yeah. they were kind of going for this, like she's too cool for school, not really kind of joining yeah. in. But then she did join in, and but yeah, I thought I thought it was fun, and then obviously it kind of escalates to the point where we see. I think she gets warned that if if she turns into the panda that too many times, it will kind of take over, and she won't be able to control herself. Yeah. Um. But you get that fun party scene where it's like, yeah, if you're a kid, it's the same, it's the same stuff. It's like the same stuff of why I like Spider-Man. If you were Spider-Man and you had those powers, of course you would tell some friends. And yeah, it's the same absolutely. with her. As soon as as soon as yeah. she seen that they, they they thought it was cute, she got right into it. I, I thought the the ending was a bit bizarre, um, in the sense of there wasn't really like a villain, and then all of a sudden the mother just turned into this like <laughs> fucking monster, and I was like huge panda. I was like, is, Which uh, also, I found this. I found bizarre that the mum's panda had the mum's hair. Well, yeah, it's to differentiate. I, th- well, I, I was, was just to a differentiate. bit like, it's like forty foot tall, but I think the thing that that, that kind of struck me more was the fact that it's obviously like Godzilla scale. <laughs> but she grabs the way and she's like, "You are in so much trouble, young lady." And I yeah. was like, "All right, so it's not a matter of she's going to eat her or something like that. It is just like." She's just had a bit of a of a temper tantrum, um, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I like to me. Where where would this like rank for you in terms of like Pixar? Is this like? Um, mid, I think I would, I'd put it mid mid mid. It's not top tier, right? But it's it's a middle ground. Good. It it opens a conversation for families. I think. Yep. We get to see a little bit more of a um, a community that we maybe haven't seen represented yep. on movies and things anymore. I think it again very kind of similar. I mean, we did it as I said, like we obviously did the podcast for Luca, and we never spoke about this at the time. But I feel like Luca in this movie allows kids to be, encourages them to be who they want to be. Yeah, very much. And so. don't worry about like what. The, like what your parents think or what yeah. your parents are trying to protect you from like just embrace your inner panda your and i think <laughs> i think that's the i think that is the thing that that pixar do very well is as these kind of messages towards kids where it is okay to be different it is okay to to want to have certain goals it is okay to because i'm sure i'm sure there's a point where the the character i says i wasn't too much of a fan of dances with like another girl and they make kind of like eyes and i'm going oh is she is she maybe a gay character and i thought all right that's cool even if she's not i'm going even to hint at that that she might yeah. be i thought that's really cool again we spoke about it with luca there was like times where it was we thought there was like messages for trans people or gay mm-hmm. people and, and again it's just it's it's a it's a way for movies to normalize this kind of thing without kind of yeah. like bashing you over the head with it and i think it's a really clever and a really good way to do it in the sense of kids are going to grow up and go i've got that person to look towards i've got that person to look up to yeah and i think as you say like with again even for parents as well like i, I don't know again i don't have kids but i would assume 
talking about puberty and your body changing it is going to be an awkward conversation but if you've got yeah. kids that have kind of seen this and they are again the first time I think I seen a fucking um tampon I couldn't have been any older than about 14 15 <laughs> and I found it funny to to put it in the sink make it inflate and <laughs> it's a long story but at the time when we done it my fingers my finger was bleeding so I rubbed it on the tampon <laughs> And hit my friend in the face with it. Kev, if you're listening, right. mate, it's still one of the funniest things I think I've ever done. <laughs> but to me, like, there, there, in fact, there's there's a viral video that goes about Instagram and Facebook where it's it's girls showing their boyfriends how tampons work and guys, are, guys who are, like, <laughs> at least, like, 15, maybe up to 18, are like, whoa, I didn't know what that big and it expanded that much. And it just shows you that there is this, this lack of knowledge when it comes to from from my gender to your gender like what what you do and how it works yeah um yeah. so i think i think what pixar do with these messages of being be who you want to be and normalizing things like like even like my dad walked through when i was watching it and he's like pretty full on showing up i was like it's just fanny pads steven it's not a big deal <laughs> again I, get, I, I don't know if i should call them fanny pads sanitary trial it's a sanitary trial for the downstairs but yeah it's it's to me it is it's normalizing that where it's like I've never seen that on a t- I've never seen that on an animated thing, but I don't think I've seen yeah. that on like TV. So I think I think it's a really good tool to use yes. these films to, to to address that kind of thing. So just out of interest, with this being the movies at home um little podcast, would you recommend people watch this? Would you say kind of give it a miss? Would you say if there's nothing better on, like where does this sit on your level? Is this is this like a must see for you? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I think people need to watch it because I think it's in a roundabout way, an eye-opener. Yeah. Just to... Because as you said, you, you've come to this podcast and you've been like, do you know what, I take my hat off to you <laughs> as, a, as, a, you know, as a woman. Like, all my days, the things that you go through that you maybe didn't think about. And there's, I think, still a, there's still a, a strange part of me that wants to do the... I've seen a, a guy do... like I think it, they've done tests for like pregnancy as well, where like mm-hmm. the guy puts like the pads on his belly. Yep. And and like you can kind of figure out what it's like to be in um like have period pains and I'm going I'd love to to try that just to see because again, you you go through a lot. But for me again, this film, I think it's a good watch. I think if you've got kids, the kids will love it. It's it's a big, bright panda. The animation style is fantastic. It's really different from anything that I think Pixar's ever done before. Yeah. Um, and if your kids are a wee bit older, maybe not quite at puberty level but like are getting close to it i think it's a nice way to address that that change that's about to to hit them like a fucking lorry um so it also has panda parkour (laughs) it does have panda parkour yeah and panda twerking the panda twerking twerk yeah when she's dancing to china not like i know her mom's getting into that that is 20 years too early that well, she's dancing and she's got her arse in the air, shaking Yin's arse. Shaking but yeah, arse. I think it's I think it's one gyrating, that we, gyrating. That's what her mum calls it. Gyrating, she's gyrating. I like to all gyrate. over the screen. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think for me, like there, there's enough in this film that is enjoyment. It's a, it's a, it's over just yes. over an hour and a half. It's an easy watch. It's fun. There are a good five or six times where I had laugh out loud moments. It's not my favourite Pixar movie by any means. I don't know if I'll ever revisit it again, but I do think it's worth it. If you have Disney+, Plus, why not put it on and enjoy yourself for an hour and a half? Um, McDoug, thank you very much for coming on and discussing that with me. I really think I did need the, the, the ladies' touch. 
You're very welcome. You're um, very welcome. Have you seen Batman yet? I have not. Shame on you. And Batman is my favourite superhero as well. Well, that just shows you there's, there's no excuse for that then. So I'll, I'll get to it. It's not even this kind of... But this is what I'm saying. This is only an hour and a half. Batman's a commitment. Batman is three hours. It is. It is. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a plan your day around you kind of film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, McDoug, thank you very much. Um, we'll definitely get you back on and we will talk light year um, when it comes yes. out. Because that's yeah, going to be, good. that'll be a big, big movie. I think, it's this summer in it? Let's July go see it together. Let's, yeah. let's go and see it together. I mean, I wouldn't hold my breath. We've had two, two or three different organisations of let's meet up, let's do something. And <laughs> it hasn't, it hasn't happened. I'm very much an easy guy. I say, let me know when. <laughs> and it never and comes. Yeah, but no, McDougie, thank you very much um, for coming on. Yeah. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Again, if you want to follow the podcast, we're at With Mates Pod on Twitter and at With Mates Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Let us know your thoughts on both movies today. Did you watch The Adam Project on Netflix or did you watch um, Turning Red on Disney Plus? Which was your favourite? Are you even going to bother watching either of them? Tell me whether or not you're stealing off Netflix and you watched it on a dodgy box. I'm not going to grass you in but just watch it for Facebook posts. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm at Grey on all social platforms. Um, we've got some fun stuff coming up on the podcast. We've got a very, very big thing coming um, to align with the release of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We will be ranking the Star Wars movies. That will be coming May 4th, and I've got four lovely guests coming on. I'm dreading doing it because it's 11 films people will have very different opinions on said films uh, but yeah we're going to make a with mates podcast list ultimate list for the star wars movies it's going to be the 11 movies the nine episodes solo and rogue one uh, in the lead up to the release of obi-wan kenobi are you looking forward to that mcdougall i am i am like, like what's your level of excitement for obi-wan kenobi it's not enough. It's not enough. Just looking at your face, you have to think of a number. It's a fucking 12. That's how I was, I was just about to say 12. I was about to say 12. Because well, it's Ewan McGregor. Exactly. Reprising his role. As, as my favourite Star Wars character. The, the kind of teaser trailer, mm -hmm. the actual trailer, had the Jewel of Fates playing. It and that's my favourite piece Fates of Star Wars music. It's the best piece. It's, it's, it's a cheat code. As soon as you play that, I'm in. I was in regardless, but you fucking double in now. But yeah, we've got that coming up. All the movies that are going to come out, um, we will be reviewing all those stuff. We've also got the new podcast that you've heard earlier about during the break. Uh, how have you know, seen that? Check out that. We've got three episodes up already. We have The Usual Suspects. We have The Silence of the Lambs. And we have Jojo Rabbit with more to come. But until next time, thanks for listening. Let us on the menu.